Tonight we're studying a very important part of the tabernacle study. We're studying tonight concerning the brazen labor, and there are two phases or two applications, we might say, to this and two things to consider. And first of all, tonight, in the first part of our lesson, we want to study as to how the brazen labor portrays baptism in the plan of salvation. And then secondly, we want to study its application to our everyday walk with God. So there is a twofold application to this tonight. And the Lord helping us, we want to consider both sides of it, both phases of it. And we've got lots of time, haven't we? Tonight we have some Bible readers. we got several verses tonight. I'd like for somebody to read Matthew 28, 19. Somebody get that habit too. And somebody get Hebrews or Hebrews 8 and 2. And uh, Luke 24, 47. Brother Reggie, raise his hand. Brother Jimmy, you can get Mark 16 and 16. And who else? Brother Hobbs, Hebrews, the 10th chapter, verse 19 through 22. And Sister Mary, you can get Leviticus 17 and 14. Any more? Sister Muncie? St. John 20 and 31. Any more? Uh, Sister Beverly, Acts 5 and 28. And Sister Audrey, you might have Matthew 3, 13, 15, and possibly we'll have some more. Praise the Lord. And remembering tonight our introductory verses that the law to bring us unto Christ. And that Moses, as he was about to build the tabernacle, was admonished of God to see that you do all things according to the pattern that was showed thee in the mouth, and then that thee serve unto the example and shadow of heavenly things. Turning tonight to read the instructions concerning the brazen labor, we turn to the book of Exodus and uh, the 30th chapter and reading tonight verse 17. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Thou shalt also make a labor of brass, and his foot also of brass to wash with all, and thou shalt put it between the tabernacle of the congregation and the altar, and thou shalt put water therein. For Aaron and his sons shall wash their hands and their feet thereat. When they go into the tabernacle of the congregation, they shall wash with water that they die not. Or when they come near to the altar to minister to burnt offering, made by fire unto the Lord, so they shall wash their hands and their feet, that they die not. And it shall be a statute forever to them, even to him and to his seed throughout their generation. And I trust tonight that we paid very careful attention to the reading of the Word of God. And we might say this tonight, that God put the essentials in, and God left the non-essentials out. Yeah. Now anything that God is essential. Yeah. Amen. Anything that God left out, you don't have to worry too much about it. Amen. 
But when God put it in his plan and in his word and in his pattern, it is there for a purpose. And twice was the admonition given in the reading tonight showing the importance of this Now notice, 
something, saints. In studying with this, God is a mastermind. Now these little fellows that think they call them, they've got a sputnik up there pouring around over our heads and that they really done something. But I'll tell you, our God is intelligent. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Oh, he's, a, he's, a, he's got a mind, I'll tell you, that, uh, that's so broad and infinite. And God, in his wisdom, do you know what he did? This was the last piece of furniture that God instructed Moses to make. Now, if you follow me, now I'm going to show you how beautiful this type is fulfilled in the New Testament church. Of all the seven pieces of furniture, counting the mercy seat that covered the Ark of the Covenant, the Ark of the Covenant and the altar of incense and the table of showbread, the candlestick, the altar of incense, the seventh one, God's perfect number seven, the last one that God instructed Moses to make was the lever. Praise the Lord. Now I'm going to tell you something. The last piece of furniture God instructed Moses to build was the lever. The type is perfect. Baptism was the last part of the plan of salvation that Jesus instructed his disciples in. Yes, amen. At one time, he mentioned to Nicodemus at night that except a man be born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. But it was after the death, the burial, and resurrection. I've got three places in the Bible to prove Matthew 28, 19. Get these scriptures ready, saints.
He never carried a part of it. The only that he carried. 
you might have life to his name. You might turn and read St. John, the first chapter, the 12th verse. Let's see something again here, saints. You see tonight, saints, the efficacy of the blood is applied to baptism, repentance, and baptism. You see, back here, without the shedding of blood, there was no remission. But we're baptized here in the New Testament in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission. You see where the blood was back there, the name is here. Amen. Can you say amen? Amen. St. John 1 and 12, I believe it is. But as many as received him, as many as received him, he gave him power to become his son. How did it happen? Believing on his name. Oh, listen tonight, saints, that name's important. Yes, yes amen. Praise God. All right, somebody, I'll get Acts 4 12. Somebody, well, somebody reads Acts 5 and 28. Here they were, they had Peter and, and uh, these fellows on the carpet. And did we not strictly or strictly command you not to what? Teach in this name. And you spread this all over the city. I want you to get it again in Tim to bring this man's blood upon us. You see how? Where the Old Testament blood was and life was, the New Testament is named. Thank God. As it was back here without the shedding of blood, there was no remission. But you can't. Prove scripturally both ways in the Bible that your sins are remitted in the New Testament church without baptism in Jesus' name.
mean business. Don't tell me that God told me what he said. Hallelujah, that's when the books are open at the last judgment and the great white throne is cut up. Books are open. We just out of this book. Heaven and earth shall pass away, Jesus said, but my word shall not pass away. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah, so important for there ever been of this law before me, Jesus said, in connection to what relation he was to the law, he said, I haven't come to destroy it. He said, I've come to fulfill it.
So you see, it was the priest that washed, and each one of us is a priest. Thus we see a daily cleansing and washing of water by the word. James 1, 24 through 25, read it. You see, saints, that looking glass speaks of looking into this and judging yourself and finding where you're at and seeing yourself. Yes. He is like a man because he is Oh, 
1 Corinthians 11, 29 to 31. Read and we're going to close. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily. Eateth, that eateth and drinketh unworthily. Eateth and drinketh damnation to himself. To himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Not discerning what? The Lord's body. Amen. Not what? Not discerning the Lord's body. You better go think what all this means. You're in the church. You're in the real. What this was a figure and a type of. Did you come in here every sitting there, right?